Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another super fun episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. Wonderful to be with you again. I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend holiday last weekend, remembering um, our fallen soldiers in the United States, those that gave their all. That's what it's all about. It's not grilling out. It's not about going to the beach, but it's about taking some time to set aside to remember those that came before us that paid that ultimate price. And a lot of people choose to do that by traveling. So uh, thank you, everyone uh, that set aside to do that. Also, on tonight's episode, we are going to get into a lot of Disney news. There's a lot of stuff going on in the travel world as travel is picking back up and people are going places this summer like the beach, like Walt Disney World, like Universal, people that are planning cruises and land tours and all-inclusive experiences and everything in between. And tonight, we're going to get just a taste of what is going on and what has been going on very recently at many Disney destinations on the West Coast, on the East Coast, in between, and out on the high seas. Maybe may sprinkle in a few things here and there in other places as well. So thank you all so much for joining us for another episode, and we do hope you enjoy this one, and let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, this is Travel Tips Tuesday, and it is Tuesday, June the 8th, 2021. Tonight, it's all about the Disney news, all the things. There's been so much coming out lately. Like, for a while, there's just sort of lull. We were like, okay... You know, are masks going to go away? Are they going to open up this or that? Are they going to be rehiring people or, you know. Anyway, there's all these sort of questions and speculations of what's going to happen. And there's still a lot of that. But lately, it seems to be there's more stuff actually going on. Right. So more things to bring guests and people back to Disney destinations uh, at the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, at Disney, the Disneyland Resort out in California, uh, Disney Cruise Line, as well as the other Disney parks around the world. So which is super exciting to kind of see how things are going and moving along. So there's been some fun Disney news. There's been some not so exciting Disney news that has come up as Disney kind of rearranges uh, ship itineraries with Disney Cruise Line. Unfortunately, you know, that's going to happen uh, with kind of the, the rollout uh, or re-rollout rather of uh, a lot of their ships as they're kind of, you know, proverbially back in the water, if you will, doing their thing. So we're going to talk more about that here in just a little bit. But our question of the day today is this right here. What piece of recent Disney news are you most excited about? So let's talk about the good. You know, you can go all the way back, say a month or so if you want to, or or beyond that, or something that was just released today if you want to talk about it. You know, some of the Disney news that comes out, it may not be exactly what we hope for, but hey, you know, there are things that are happening, there are things that are moving and shaking, and there are things that are moving forward. And sometimes, you know, it may not be an official Disney thing. Like, for example, uh, one of my friends that's been on Travel Tips Tuesday before, one of the most awesome people in the world, uh, Mr. Rob Lott, who has a, a lot of experience as a Disney cast member uh, as, at Walt Disney World doing a number of different things. We had him on the podcast right around a year ago or so, and he was an amazing guest, wonderful person that told us a lot about his story and what he did, uh, among other things, as a cast member of the Hoopty Doo Musical Review. Uh, also, uh, he did puppetry at Finding Nemo, Nemo the Musical and uh, at the Little Mermaid show over at Disney's Hollywood Studios 
And now he's actually been called back to work as a Dapper Dan on Main Street USA wearing those purple pinstripes. So, Rob, if for some reason you hear this, man, I am super excited for you. And, and I'm glad to see you back uh, singing those wonderful harmonic tunes with the boys on Main Street. And I hope to see you soon on my uh, next trip down there. So some other travel news that have been going on, kind of, you know, non-Disney things as we as we kind of go towards our sort of subject matter today. I take this off real quick. Um, most major cruise lines, as I was say, saying a second ago, uh, are starting to kind of put ships back in the water per se. Uh, they have announced plans to run test cruises. Now I get questions, say, hey, how can I go on one of those test cruises? How do I sign up to that? And there, you know, for that, there are Facebook groups and things that are out there to, you know, try and get you a spot and things. Well, for the most part, uh, those test cruises are being operated at a very limited capacity and they are basically being being uh, run by you know the companies with employees from those specific cruise companies that are out there. So you know these are folks that are already employed, you know that have signed up, that have volunteered to go on these cruises to test out a lot of the safety procedures and protocols as it relates to dining, entertainment, getting on the ship, getting off the ship, all sorts of safety protocols. Again, other safety protocols they have in place, kind of what that means and how that operates, uh, so that you know guests can safely return aboard these ships uh, is as soon as you know, a month or so from now, there's a lot of things that are kind of happening with some of these itineraries being shifted and, you know, kind of replaced and, and, and different things. So uh, if you are looking to go on a cruise, yes, you know, cruises will be happening this year. There's some doubt on whether or not that was going to happen or not. Uh, but in other cruise news, uh, bookings for the Disney Wish have opened up to amazing fanfare uh, kind of towards the, the end of May. And a lot of people have signed up for some of those. A lot of those sailings are sold out. The inaugural sailing is completely sold out. Uh, so, but there is some opportunity still to get a booking on if you want to cruise with the Disney Wish, uh, the newest ship to the Disney fleet that will be sailing next year, which is super exciting. So, uh, a lot of different things coming down the pipeline with the cruises and new ships like the Odyssey of the Seas from Royal Caribbean uh, that will be sailing as well. It will be having some European itineraries next summer. Uh, also, it will be sailing, I believe, in the Caribbean as well. So there'll be some repositioning there. But it's the newest ship uh, coming out from the, from Royal Caribbean's fleet that we're very excited to learn more about. Here's a little bit about pro passport processing. So if you're looking to travel to an all-inclusive, be it Mexico, Jamaica, Bahamas, Caribbean, if you're looking to take a cruise to Europe uh, next year or whatever the case may be, if you're looking to cruise this year, I always recommend using a passport. You've heard me talk about this before. I'll say it again now. I always recommend using a passport, even if you're traveling on a quote unquote domestic style cruise, meaning, you know, you could use your birth certificate if you wanted to. Uh, because if for some reason it does stop in an international port, uh, you know, they, you know, there's specific types of IDs that are required to fly home in case of emergency. So if you are going to an international port uh, on a cruise and you have to get home, if there's, you know, emergency happens or whatever the case is, you have to have a passport to fly. Uh, it can become very complicated uh, to, to kind of get back quickly if you need to. And I have known people, uh, I've had a friend uh, on, actually on this show uh, sometime a while back that we talked about that with and what happened in their own story. I've known other people to deal with this as well. It didn't happen a lot. You know, it, we try to keep people as safe as possible. You know, of course, you know, different things that are kind of set in place to do that. But in case of emergency, it's very helpful to have a passport. They're good for 10 years. Go for that 
go through that application process once every 10 years, keep it in a safe place. You know, they're good for, you know, applying for new jobs and official government IDs and all these different things uh, that you may need. So it's not just for travel. It's a great tool to have uh, just in case. So passport processing times right now, uh, as, as of today, range or ranging from around 10 to 12 weeks. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm traveling to on a Mexico in two months and my passport is expired or it's within, you know, I'm getting back, but it's expiring less than six months from when I get back. It's a big thing. If you're traveling internationally uh, and you're going to be using your passport, it's very important to have a passport that does not expire less than six months. So if you get back, uh, if you're getting back within the next couple of months, you want to make sure that that passport has uh, you know a year or so on it just to be safe because that could potentially complicate uh, your either entry or re-entry potentially uh, you know in, on both sides of the border if you will uh, in customs control and all those kinds of things. So normal processing times typically around four to six weeks. Right now it is about ten to twelve weeks. Uh, that is updated information that came from uh, the State Department website today, just a few moments ago. So just want to make sure we were up to date there. You can pay for ep- expedited passport processing. Um, that could take anywhere from four to six weeks. In very uh, very limited circumstances, there are certain appointment appointments available at passport acceptance facilities. And these facilities are not like your local courthouse or place where you can go to turn in your application. Uh, these are a lot of times in big cities. Like I know there's one in Atlanta, Georgia that you can go to in person where they can basically process it on the spot, you know, do your picture, process it on the spot, do everything approval right there as opposed to having to mail it off. It is quite a bit more expensive even than expediting it. And these are only available in very rare, like life or death kind of situations, very, very special circumstances. Uh, if you have applied for a passport some time ago and you're, there's some problem with it. You don't know where it is in processing. Uh, that's one of the things I help my clients with to kind of help usher that process along. If there are some delays or unexpected delays or like some passports come back and some don't, they don't know why. Yada, yada. I love helping people with that, pointing them to the right direction and kind of giving some, some tools to kind of help them along the way in the passport processing uh, situation. So check your passports. If you're looking to travel anytime within the next year, just double check them. Make sure that expiration date is not coming up uh, anytime soon. Fall travel plans. Let's talk about those real quickly. Fall travel plans are starting to be made for a lot of folks. I'm talking to them. But actually, I would say even six months ago, I've been talking to people about fall travel plans for this year, especially to Walt Disney World with the 50th anniversary coming up in October. Uh, I've worked with several people that uh, have wanted to travel to be- the beach and, and and Disney this summer and you know, other destinations. And it has been challenging in some circumstances to find something either within their budget or something that's available in the exact place they want to go and the exact things they want to do. Uh, you know, again, be it Disney, the beach or the mountains, you know, wherever. Uh, because as things have reopened, um, there are a lot of people that have been sitting on that vacation time, sitting on their vacation budgets and just ready to go. I can't tell you the number of people that I've talked to that have said, yeah, you know, we're just, we're kind of, we're, we're ready to go. We're, we're, we want to go and and do something. We want to go and book something, you know, right now there's a specific place, mind, idea, things we want to do. So uh, I would highly recommend if you're thinking about travel this summer, for sure. Right. Cause we're basically there, but definitely in the fall, definitely this winter, go ahead and make those plans now. 
Uh, do not wait. There are lots of advantages to booking early, even like a year or two years out. The cancellation policies are a lot of times much more flexible. The rates a lot of times are a lot lower. Even if a cheaper rate does come out, many times as an agent, one of the things I love doing is saving my clients money. I do it all the time. I have some clients at the Walt Disney World Resort right now uh, that are staying at Beach Club that I was able to save quite a bit of money for them uh, when a new rate came out. Did that, no problem. Let them know how much they saved. It's just kind of exciting. It's exciting for me to get to tell them. It's exciting for them to, of course, find out about it. So um, anyway, just be aware of that. There uh, are you know some limitations for availability if you do move closer. And I understand you know for not everybody is is able to do that. Uh, but just be aware that those cancellation and refund policies are typically a lot more flexible the earlier out uh, you book. For example, with like Walt Disney World, you may know uh, you can secure a hotel and ticket package for as little as a $200 deposit uh, that is not doing full. The package rate is not doing full until 30 days prior to arrival. And that amount, that $200 amount is fully refundable all the way up until that 30 day mark as well. So if plans change, you know, Again, super flexible right there and lots of advantages to booking early. That's just an example with Disney, but there are many other destinations outside the Disneyverse that that would apply to as well. So, you know, flexibility, best pick, typically the best pricing. Um, so why not go ahead and, and make those plans? Give you something excited to dream about and kind of work work towards. So uh, Charles Qualls, my friend Charles Qualls on the show uh tonight says my first visit to walt disney world was in 1970 so it was a slideshow at a visitor center there you go and a ride segment of the monorail that was it just a preview now this i would love to talk to you more about this because um charles there are some friends of mine on the travelmation podcast i need to talk about the shirt because this is a travelmation shirt um but there's some friends of mine on the travelmation podcast um Tim, Austin, and Christina that have kind of been uh, working their way through the decades uh, with the Walt Disney World Resort, sort of starting off in the 70s with Magic Kingdom, moving forward into the 80s with Epcot, into the 90s with Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom, and kind of so on and so forth. They're kind of doing this month by month, leading up to the 50th anniversary celebration uh, in October. So uh, th this is actually really cool. I'm so glad you posted this, and I can't wait to kind of pass this along to them. Some of them may be watching tonight. I, I don't even know. But this, that's a really cool fact. Uh, so, yeah, first visit to Walt Disney World was in 1970 uh, at, a, at a visitor center and a ride on a segment of the monorail. Uh, that was it, just a preview. So, so cool, Charles. Thank you for sharing that. I love that kind of stuff. So, so fun. So uh, let's talk about Boobash. All right. So we're going to get into the Disney news. Lots of different things. We're not going to get to everything. I'll get to as much of it as I can. Already talked a little bit about Disney Cruise Line, but let's talk about Boobash. So Boobash is an after hours event. It is not the quote unquote replacement for Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, though there are some similarities. Uh, there will be some of the parade elements that you're used to. Uh, except they will be in cavalcade form. So these kind of mini little cavalcades kind of pop up. Uh, the Maleficent dragon that lights up, breathes fire, all that will be there, which is super exciting. Uh, love that float. If you've never seen the Maleficent dragon in person, you're like, wait a minute, and that one that caught on fire a couple of years ago? Yes, it's the same one. Uh, but it was back kind of pre-pandemic, and it will be there 
in all its glory for uh, for the Boobash parties. There will be candy. There will be treats. There will be all sorts of goodies that you get at the after hours events. There are some you know differences you know as far as like fireworks shows and live entertainment and things like that uh, that you may or may not see uh, at the Boobash event. But typically the ticketing is a little bit more limited for the Boobash event event than it is for the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. It is also later in the day as well. Uh, typically starting around 9 p.m. going to around midnight or 9.30 to 12.30 uh, in some cases. So what that means is for other guests is that typically the parks are not closing as early. Usually for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, the parks close earlier. So, you know, but one of the cool things that they're doing for Boobash guests uh, is they are still allowing you in early to the park as early as 7 p.m. So you can get in at 7 p.m. and stay all the way to midnight and get five amazing hours of just super fun, costume fun, you know, uh, characters in their kind of Halloween costumes. And these events start in August and go all the way to Halloween. Uh, and as of about an hour ago, uh, there were still some uh, Boobash tickets available. So there's kind of some back and forth as those tickets were released today for on-property guests. There were some issues, shall we say lightly, this morning uh, when those systems open, kind of dealing with availability and things like that. But uh, I have some agent friends that were able to process those tickets for clients um, kind of late afternoon, early evening. So uh, just just call your, your travel agent if you already have a package with them booked and say, hey, I want to go. If you're already set to travel, if you want to book a vacation this fall, let's look at availability. We'd love to book a trip for you and you can kind of hang out. And the great thing about Boobash is, is or, or events like that is you can get in almost a full day experience in a lot less time uh, a lot of the times. So you can just have like a first chill part of the day, sleep in, you know, go grab some good food, go resort hopping, whatever it is and you know, check a few things out, go hang out at, at, at Disney Springs and then, pop over to Boobash from Magic Kingdom at night. So it's a lot of fun. And those events uh, will be a lot of fun as well. So next Wednesday, excuse me, next Tuesday, June the 15th is when Boobash tickets available uh, are available for um, basically anyone, the general public. So if you don't have a, a, resort reservation right now on property at a Disney resort hotel. You will have to wait until next Tuesday. If you do have one, uh, please contact me. Let me know. would love to talk to you about that. I already have several folks that are lined up on my list uh, that I've been working with to get them tickets and would love to be able to help you out with that as well. If you're curious. So moving on forward from Boobash, some other news coming up a little bit sooner than that on July 15th, uh, the Epcot international food and wine festival opens. So you're like, Wait, isn't that a fall thing? Yeah, traditionally it has been, but notice what I said. The Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, not the taste of the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Uh, many of the festivals, kind of the past sort of pandemic year, uh, had that sort of taste of in front of it because it wasn't the full-fledged uh, festival that you, a lot of times you see at Epcot with the food booths and the different kind of interactive experiences along the way. There will be much more interaction uh, going on this time around versus what was there last time around, though it will be beginning basically middle of the summer. So more people will have the opportunity to hit up some of those food booths, to hit up some of those fun interactive uh, activities that are out there and have an amazing time uh, doing it. The Flower and Garden Festival that has been going on this year has been beautiful. It's been so fun to see all the pictures and video that have been coming out from different folks going and experiencing that. So the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival starts July 15 and runs all the way till November the 20th. So 
if you're headed down for the boob bash, there's some overlap there. You could hit up the boob bash, go to the international, uh, you know, food and wine festival over at Epcot, see some really cool things, eat some really cool things. So it'll be a lot of fun over at Disneyland. So let's go West coast, man. Disneyland is open. There's a lot of fun things that are going on there. Avenger camp, Avengers campus just opened. We'll talk about that in a moment. And they have more food locations that are opening up just like some more that are opening up at Disney that were announced today that we will also talk about here in just a moment. But, uh, Disneyland food locations like the Tiki Juice Bar, Docking Bay Food and Cargo, the Alien Pizza Planet, Candy Palace, and more are opening up, and some are even offering some new yummy food items and treats along the way. So if you're planning a trip to some of these places and you're like, I heard there was a lot of food places open. I don't know if I want to go. Do I need to bring my own stuff? There are more places being opening up, opened up by the day. So as Disney is able to hire back more cast members, which thankfully they're, they've been able to do that and they're bringing on you know, new folks in some cases, they're able to open up uh, more places to serve you know guests to some of the old favorites and hopefully create some new favorite experiences along the way. So let's talk about Walt Disney World real quick. And again, tonight we're talking all about Disney news. Um, I want to go ahead and pop this back up here for you. Again, what piece of recent Disney news are you most excited about? Would love to hear from you about that. Uh, thank you to Charles Qualls earlier on for uh, for commenting. Uh, Charles, I would love to see that picture. If, if you want to either Facebook message it to me, if you do have that, I'm not going to show it here, but just kind of like for my personal self, uh, would love to kind of chat with you about that and just kind of learn more because that sounds like a really, really cool uh, experience. He says when he went to this sort of preview experience for Walt Disney World that he was only seven and he vaguely remembers it, but he does have a picture. Uh, some of my earliest memories of the Walt Disney World Resort uh, are, are vague memories as well. So I get it. There's this like picture of me and my brother standing outside the bus stop at, um, I think it was the bus stop at the Grand Floridian. I have on, on this ridiculously like neon blue green striped shirt jams because totally 80s right uh and these ridiculous like sunglass things and just i don't know i'm tired or what didn't want to look into the sun for the picture but uh anyway that was one of my first kind of <laughs> memories at disney uh as a kid so um so a few more things kind of going on down at Walt Disney World. Uh, Sebastian's Bistro, which is the table service uh, restaurant that a lot of times is kind of only open seasonally. Uh, so this is a good sign that they're opening this because we haven't seen a lot of the seasonal stuff pop up uh, outside of some of the festivals and whatnot that you'll see at Epcot. Uh, but Sebastian's Bistro Disney's, is located at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. Uh, it is a table service restaurant. Uh, it's pretty tasty. It is reopening July the 5th with reservations open to book as of June the 10th. So if you are staying at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort uh, this July, kind of mid to late July, or even onward from there, um, be on the lookout for Sebastian's Bistro. It's a great restaurant, wonderful theming, and, and a great location too. So definitely want to check that out. Uh, and would love to uh, help you book that for your trip. Uh, also, this is a man. I was so I'm actually going to skip this next one and go to one more. Uh, Tusker House over at Animal Kingdom is reopening. So, for some, Tusker House is arguably the most uh, pleasant, I guess, character experience, the most exciting character experience you have uh, with character dining at Walt Disney World. Some people absolutely love this place. It is always booked up. It's one of those places that it's like Tusker House, what's that? But it, it, honestly, it's almost as hard to get as places like Be Our Guest or Cinderella's Royal Table at Magic, at, uh, Magic Kingdom. So here's some kind of notes from the Disney Parks blog about Tusker House. 
Donald Duck and his Disney friends are welcoming you back to this lively Harambe marketplace. Graze on a bountiful family-style menu brimming with African-inspired flavors while you dine and snap photos of your favorite Disney characters. For breakfast, start your adventure with Mickey and Simba waffles. If you've never had a Mickey waffle at Disney, you're missing out. Those things are delicious. You can also have Durban chicken and egg curry with jasmine rice and much more. Uh, lunch and dinner offerings include Moroccan spiced beef, uh, Berber marinated pork, spit roasted herb chicken, and Cape Malay green curry shrimp. Uh, there are also some additional quick service locations at Disney's Animal Kingdom parks that are opening as well. A Terra Treats that serves pizza slices, Isle of Java that serves fresh brewed espresso, espresso, cappuccino, and sweet treats, Trilobites serving Dole Whip, orange, yum, uh, drink wallet snacks, and frozen beverages. So lots more places that are opening up around the Walt Disney World Resort. It's awesome to hear that. And here's kind of the piece de resistance that I saved for last for our conversation about food, and that is Ohana. So I can't tell you the number of times that people ask you, when is Ohana opening? I miss Ohana. So, you know, there are some modifications that have been made to the menu, removing some kind of favorites for some folks uh, and, you know, kind of rearranging things. And we've, this is not the first time that we've seen this happen as many of these locations have reopened. And in some cases, like for example, the ABC commissary over at Disney's Hollywood studios, their menu actually improved in a lot of cases. Uh, when we went there, I think back in uh, January, I, think, I guess it was, uh, we were, I, I dined there, got some food from there and loved it. Like I thought it was a great experience and was definitely plus from the last time I was there. Now, Ohana is you know well known for its its character meal in the morning and its wonderful dinner at night. The, the kitchen, kind of that central area where you can kind of see, smell. I mean, it's just an overall experience. You see, you taste, you smell. You it's, it's just a, an incredible restaurant. You definitely want to go visit over at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. So it does reopen July the 9th with bookings available as soon as June the 10th. So again, today is June the 8th. So tomorrow's Wednesday. So this would be Thursday morning would be the soonest time you would be able to grab a reservation for Ohana. So if you've been holding out, if you've been wondering, when is it going to open? I really want to go. Even if you're not staying at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, you can still get a reservation there uh, if you jump on that. So, and as a reminder, if you're making advanced dining reservations or ADRs is uh, kind of the, the lingo is uh, you do need a credit card guarantee. In most cases that is not charged in advance. So you, you upload that to your, my Disney experience account. And that serves basically just as a cancellation fee in case there's a no call, no show situation where you just don't even bother to tell them that you're not coming. Uh, so, if you do, typically they will not charge that cancellation fee if you tell them uh, far enough in advance. Uh, there are some restaurants like Cinderella's Royal Table that do require payment in advance. So please be aware of that. So uh, Ohana, uh, again, is an incredible environment to dine, uh, has a very high guest satisfaction rating, and is in a great location just in spitting distance from the Magic Kingdom at an amazing resort at the Polynesian. With the backdrop of tropical greenery, Ohana will affect will again offer their fabulous all-you-care-to-enjoy breakfast and dinner offerings when they reopen. Although Disney characters will not be hosting breakfast uh, so far, for the time being, a strolling musician will entertain guests for dinner. So 
if you're wondering like, yeah, I can do character breakfast at Ohana. Not right now. Not, not quite yet. So hopefully that will be coming back uh, in the future. For breakfast, you can start with pineapple coconut breakfast bread. Move on to Stitch and Mickey Mouse waffles. Then dig into excellent breakfast. And you like that little pun there. Uh, skillets with ham, sausage, and breakfast potatoes. The food is quality. It is good. It's all you care to eat, family-style stuff. So the advantage of going to a place like Ohana is they bring the food to you. You're not standing in line at a buffet. So in, speaking of which, uh, all the buffets like Crystal Palace is at Magic Kingdom and Chef Mickey's are all family-style for the time being. And for a lot of people, that's a plus, honestly. And in some cases, those menus at a lot of the buffet restaurants have have changed uh, so the ohana dinner features all you care to enjoy platters of grilled beef steak roasted chicken sausage and island shrimp casserole served with fried rice and roasted broccoli and yes ohana pot stickers crispy soy chicken wings and the signature ohana bread pudding served warm with caramel sauce and vanilla ice cream are back Wow. So, so, so cool. Now that sounds really, really tasty. I'm super excited about that. Uh, for anybody that's going, I'm jealous. You'll probably get to go before I do because <laughs> my next scheduled trip is not for, uh, not for a little while. So, uh, let's talk about one more thing. I'm going to kind of start wrapping it up tonight. Um, as we, uh, sort of kind of close out our conversation, I want to go back to Disneyland real quick and talk a little bit about Avengers campus. So this is the first sort of intentional central area land, if you will, for uh, the Avengers themes that was announced at D23 some time ago. Uh, the Avengers campus is now open at Disney California Adventure, located at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. They have two main attractions uh, in the Avengers campus area, and that is the Web Slingers, which uh, is just like Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland and at Walt Disney World is being uh, operated as a as a virtual queue system. So, you know, the virtual queue windows open up, you kind of go in. And one of the issues right now is, from what I understand, it is not possible to get a, a spot for both of them. So uh, Web Slingers is over in California Adventure. Uh, Rise of the Resistance in, in California is over in the Disneyland Park area at Galaxy's Edge there or Batu. West, as some people call it. So uh, just be aware of that. If you're going to Disneyland and you're trying to do, you may have to do them on different days. So just be aware of that as you're going into it. Great, great attraction experience for all involved. Super exciting. It looks really cool. I watched some of the previews and openings of it. Uh, it looks really neat. Also, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout that has been there for a little while. The rethemed Tower of Terror attraction uh, some years back that was rethemed to Guardians of the Galaxy is there and delighting guests as well. It's super exciting. Also, there are some heroic account encounters that you will see, basically some character appearances that you will see there that you will not see in Central Florida. For example, Spider-Man. So you will get to see Spider-Man jumping and twirling through the sky and doing some amazing acrobatic acts. Uh, there's some kind of guest interaction. There's a lot of cool uh, characters that will be appearing over by Avengers H HQ, also over by the Ancient Sanctum uh, in Avengers campus the ancient sanctum is kind of one of the mini homes to dr strange and you'll get to experience him there and, and meet and greet him there so that'll be pretty cool as well for food because we love talking about food we started off talking about food in this little trip and we're going to end talking about food tonight so food over at avengers campus um, starting off with our PIM theme. So if you have never seen any of the Ant-Man movies or Ant-Man and the Wasp, you definitely want to check them out and you'll kind of understand more of what this is all about. But the PIM test kitchen, uh, 
there's there's a couple of things that that I kind of want to highlight. The first is the not so little chicken sandwich. So like I wish I had a picture of this loaded. I would show it to you. The not so little chicken sandwich. And again, going off the kind of miniaturizing and you know sort of large size things. Um, the not so little chicken sandwich is this massive like. So it's kind of smashed chicken filet with a little tiny bun. It looks like completely ridiculous, but the theming is dead on and it looks delicious. That's the most important thing. They also have this atomic pretzel that is sort of this Buffalo themed um, kind of injected pretzel that, that sounds really good that I would love to try because I love Buffalo flavored uh, food, you know, Buffalo chicken dip and, chicken wings, stuff like that. So there's also the PIM testing lab uh, where they have a little bit more kind of sort of even more creative items that you can try out. There's the shawarma palace. So in the first Avengers, maybe they make, kind of made shawarma uh, a thing and you can definitely check that out there and Terran treats where you can uh, dive into some sweet treats. So a lot of different things going on in Disney destinations right now. You know, there prob there's probably going to be more news coming out. Uh, also, to kind of end, in case you were not aware, uh, we've talked about this somewhat recently, that the Disney mask policies have been uh, relaxed where they only have to be worn uh, outdoors. Excuse me, indoors. <laughs> they only have to be worn indoors or if you're in an active line uh, for a queue. So if you're inside in an attraction, if you're inside in a store, if you're inside, you know, not actively eating or drinking in a restaurant, you're supposed to have it on. And then once you enter that queue for that attraction as well, otherwise you can have it off outside, kind of hanging out, grabbing those pictures in front of Cinderella's castle or Spaceship Earth or the Tree of Life or the Tower of Terror, or wherever you may be on Disney property. However, over at Universal, uh, very recently, Universal actually dropped the mask requirement completely. Um, their advice is to get vaccinated, which I fully support uh, if you can. Um, if not, you know, masks are still encouraged. They're not going to check your vaccine record or anything like that. Uh, but uh, these are still encouraged if you have not been vaccinated. So, uh, but they, they're not required when you go inside anywhere anymore. Uh, a lot of the social distancing markers at both Disney and Universal are being removed in different places. They're kind of being phased out as well. So if you've been holding out for some of that, uh, you know, I completely understand and respect that uh, as well. You know, I, I, I get it uh, completely. So just be aware that a those things are changing. So, you know, be on the lookout for more news as things to continue to progress in Central Florida at this wonderful resorts and at Disney destinations worldwide. So uh, to kind of one last thing I'm going to kind of throw in there, don't forget about Adventures by Disney. Adventures by Disney is the kind of Disney desk, the top rated Disney destination worldwide. You're probably like, what is that? Adventures by Disney is the land tour wing of Disney destinations uh, where you can have a very personalized experience. They offer private tours as well. They have some for families, they have some that are adults only, they have some that are private tours. Uh, they just announced a few new ones, uh, also to New England, which is one of them. And there's some others as well that they've announced as well to some uh, domestic locations in the United States. They offer itineraries all over the world. So if you're looking for a once in a lifetime trip to see some world renowned destinations, definitely check out Adventures by Disney. Um, it could be an experience of a lifetime for you. So love to talk to you more about that. If you have any questions, thank you so much for joining me on Travel Tips Tuesday. I look forward to being back with you next week and we will see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.